Hey, and welcome to Tomorrow. I'm your host, Joshua Tobolsky. Today on the podcast, we discuss Kylo Ren's penis envy, Scully's baby, and alien rape. But first, a word from our sponsor. This episode of Tomorrow is supported by Wonder Capital. Wonder Capital is the leading online investment platform that allows individuals to invest in large-scale solar projects across the U.S. Wonder's solar investment funds allow you to earn up to 11% annually, while diversifying your portfolio, curbing pollution, and combating global climate change, which I think we can all agree is something we should fight. Wonder Capital uses sophisticated underwriting and investing algorithms to help you achieve your investment goals. Best of all, Wonder Capital doesn't take any fees for investing your money. Wonder Capital, a Techstars-backed financial technology company, is headquartered in Boulder, Colorado. Thousands of users have already taken advantage of Wonder's platform. Create an account for free at wondercapital.com tomorrow. That's Wonder with a U. Invest in Wonder Capital solar funds. Do well and do good. My guest today is uh, a great friend, a genius, a uh, wonderful collaborator, and um, probably the person who knows more about Star Wars uh, that I know than anyone else. My guest is, of course, the managing editor of Bloomberg Digital, my good friend, Michael Shane. Hi, Josh. Hi, Michael. How are you? I'm surprised you didn't say Joshua. Well, you know, I'm saving it. Don't save it. Let it happen. Just let it all out at once. All That's right, what I'll I do. Wait, I'll wait till it feels natural. <laughs> Anyhow, did, I, uh, did that sound right to you? Did that all sound right to you, all the things I said? I mean, you every time I, every time I do the podcast, the intro gets better and better. It's a better. This is the best intro of all time. Yeah. So here's why I wanted to have you now. Before uh, Star Wars: The Force Awakens, uh, Force Awakens came out, before it was released, you and I had a podcast yes. about Star Wars: The Force Awakens. Yes. And now we've both seen it. Now you've seen it several times. I saw it twice in the theater. Yeah. I've seen it one time, but I've spent a lot of time, you know, reading up. Well, I haven't spent a lot of time, but I've done some reading up on theories. Mm. Uh, I've talked to, I've canvassed people that I know about what they thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, I haven't had a chance to really get into it with somebody. And I thought like, here's what I want to do. I just want to do, I just want to do a fucking podcast where I just talk about uh, who Snoke is. Okay. The whole who is podcast. Supreme Leader Snoke? No, not the whole thing. All right. So let's talk about it. First off, first off, let's back okay. up. Okay. All let's right. Let's back up for a second. Let's here. zoom out. Let's zoom way out and just right. revisit where we were a few months ago. Okay. Uh, when we when we last talked about this, I mean, when did it come out? It was December. Yeah, about a mid, almost. So the now we're of at December. the beginning of we're in early February, so a couple months ago. Yeah, it's been almost uh, almost two months. two months, almost two yeah. months, right? Yeah. Uh, so so um, it was a big hit. The film was a big hit. It's grossed over two billion dollars. It's worldwide. made more money than uh, I believe. I think that the new ca- the latest calculation is more money than God is how they're saying it. I was uh, just going to say the same thing. Yeah, and um, George Lucas has come out, and, and he's very upset about the movie. Oh, did you see that interview he did with Charlie Rose? Yeah, he's very, he's like, oh, they take your kid, and then they turn them into, like, was, a, into like white, so, they sell them into, like, white slavery or something. It was so difficult to watch. He's white got some slavers? real issues. I feel bad said? for him. He did like, use make that comparison, and like then he had to it's, apologize it's, for it's it. It's like, if you wanted to make another Star Wars movie, maybe you should, shouldn't have sold the franchise to Disney. You know, Ugh. he could have just kept making them. Yeah, there's there's clearly some some behind the scenes drama going he's so on. Pi- he's so pissed. He's like, I made these great pieces of art that nobody liked. Right. And now <laughs> you just made an action movie. And that's basically his thing is like, I made 
deep, meaningful art about the politics of the universe that I created and everybody shit all over it. And then J.J. Abrams comes along and like put some lens flare on everything and all of a sudden it's a hit. That's like his version. <laughs> that's his version of reality. At any rate, so uh. so so here's the thing. Now, I, before I think we ended the last one where I was saying like, look, I wasn't really that interested in this and now I'm a little more interested. Mm-hmm. I went to see it on opening day on a lark. I actually was supposed to go to the screening somebody had invited me to and I ended mm-hmm. up, which was like a few days after launch, after the opening. And I decided like on Friday morning, I was just going to go to a theater in my neighborhood in the morning. Yeah. There was nobody there. Um, it was like 10 a.m., a 10 a.m. matinee. And uh, it was, uh, I was blown away by how good it was. Mm. I was blown away by how much I enjoyed it. Yeah. You had said, I think uh, you had seen it the night before. You went to like a midnight showing or like a nine o'clock showing. I went to a press screening and uh, Whoopi Goldberg was there. She liked it. (laughs) She was. She was there. I didn't talk talk to her. I was a little intimidated because she had like a posse. Uh, Sure. Sure. But I heard her talking about it afterwards because we were both in the same alley uh, and she liked it. She was like, I thought that was great. That was way better than any of the Star Wars, Star Treks that I was in. (laughs) (laughs) She was like, that was way, way better than. I don't even know what. So anyhow, so then she was she was in Star Trek Generations. Uh, so Generations is a great movie. Come on, oh, now. I love it. I so love it. She is. She's a big role in that, though. Yeah. Um, so you didn't like it that much, though, did you? False. I got a vibe from you that you weren't that into it. I don't know how you got that vibe. I was complete. I I was completely over the top. I should have worn an adult diaper to the showing. Let's put it that way. Did you not wear an adult diaper? Because I, I did. I didn't. I, I I took a risk and I went in my normal undergarments. Regular undergarments. Uh, to be yeah. honest with you, I did actually get up and uh, go to the bathroom during the film. It was the part where I was most sure that um, Ray. Oh, by the way, I should preface this by saying, mm. if you're listening now, oh spoilers, there are going to be. This is all spoilers. But if the, you haven't seen the statute of limitations is lifted. If you haven't seen Star Wars: The Force Awakens yet, then I think you should wait. You should see it and then listen to this episode. But sure. I think it goes without saying that we are going to deliver a series of uh an increasing uh wave of spoilers yeah a okay. vicious combo of of spoilers and if you haven't seen it yet you should be very dis- I'm, no, I'm disappointed i'm disappointed in you, in you too personally. i think you failed as a person yeah. you failed you're an unsuccessful human and like i think that your life yeah. has been basically meaningless now, um, now josh how quickly can you go to the bathroom at the movie theaters like how good is your oh, technique i can jam in there because i can get right in and out, out in, like, I'm, in less and out. Than a minute. I'm in and out yeah. i mean even with a hand wash i can oh, get it oh yeah uh, wow. but i will say this i left i was like i'm fairly certain there's going to be now this is the scene where ray uh, and Finn run into um, uh, Han Solo and Chewbacca. It was this. That was the exact uh, scene when they were hiding in the Falcon. Uh, yeah, when they're hiding in the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, I don't actually know what happened. They are like on some kind of freighter ship, and then it gets like it sucks up the Millennium Falcon. Right, it's Han and, Solo's yeah, yeah, new right. And I'm like, ship. okay, this is definitely yeah. Han Solo. There's no question. Like that's yeah. what's happening. And so I was like, I think it's safe. And, and sure enough, I you know one minute later I was back, or a minute and a half <laughs> later I was back. And, uh, and anyhow, you know, that's what happened. But so that's the only part of the movie I've, I actually did not physically witness. Mm. So cool. let's just, let's, let's just talk about this. Okay. There's two big, first off. So did you like it? You liked it. I, I loved it. I thought JJ nailed it. He stuck the landing. I Jay, was, I was JJ. so happy. You know, I loved the score was incredible. It was, I thought the score uh, was just okually. Really? I wasn't that impressed by the score. Really? You're, you're, I actually have to say if there was one thing that left me a little wanting was 
there was no music that I walked away from this film thinking like, oh, damn, like the Kylo Ren theme like blew my mm. mind. Now, this is true that there weren't the the new characters. Yeah, where was Kylo Ren's like badass? Right. Like, the, this, memorable... is what, this was the difference between the new movie and the, and the original trilogy is that the new characters did not appear to have themes the way Leia and, and Luke Skywalker did in the original trilogy. And I don't know if that, you know, I assume it was a conscious choice. Um, but overall, I, I loved the music. I thought the mix between... Uh, CGI and practical effects was awesome. BB-8 was incredible. I thought the sound design was fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Like that scene where BB-8 is, when he's at um, Maz Kanata's cantina on the jungle planet and mm-hmm. he's going down the stairs yeah. into like the basement level, the the sound of him going down those stairs was just incredible. And then when, when uh, Daisy Ridley opens the chest that's holding the lightsaber, yeah, yeah. the sound it makes when she opens the lock and opens the clasp and then opens the top of the chest. I was just like, I got nerd goosebumps because yeah. I, I just thought the sound was so great. I got to so say, I, I loved it. I have to say that one of the greatest feats of this film, and I, you know, I think there's been a lot of complaints about it, that it's like this nostalgic, like, oh, they're just mining the first Star Wars. I, actually, one I want to talk about that. One, I want to talk about it too. A, it's one of my a, least favorite uh, arguments is that they're I like, totally agree. Like, I think oh, this is just, you're just redoing the first, the first right. Star Wars. And it's like, no, like this no. is, a, there's like something cyclical happening here. That's like, a really unsophisticated point of view right. or unsophisticated criticism in my opinion because I, I, I think the way they handled it was really sort of graceful and it was just enough but not too much you know the, the fan service I thought was dialed in just right you know it was some some of yeah. it was subtle some of it was really overt but I didn't I didn't think it was a I didn't think it was a rehash I think maybe it was uh like an there were overtones. I think there were. I think there were. I think there were echoes, and I think the echoes are very deliberate. And I don't think it's like so that they could just redo Star Wars for a new generation of viewers. Because I think that the original Star Wars is just as thrilling and exciting to people who've seen it, who have now seen it for the, like kids who've seen it for the first time, are like, "Oh my god, this is so great!" Like. I do think that there is something that's very important and cyclical about the yes, arcs exactly. of these characters. Exactly. And I think that 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 uh, the new characters that are introduced, um, Ray and Finn and uh, Poe Dameron, uh, Dameron, right? That's his last name. Hello? Yeah. yeah I'm looking for a... Can you confirm it's Poe Dameron? Is oh, that, that's absolutely correct. Thank you. Um, those characters are fascinating to me. And Kylo yeah. Ren, obviously, is a fascinating character. And none of them, all of them are like, had to me, have a very rich universe that they survive and live in. Like, that yes. doesn't, it doesn't seem like they needed, uh, you know, they didn't need to be like an echo of, they didn't need to be like a copy of something. They're not a copy of something. So anyhow, so getting getting back to it, I, I so I, I was... um. I was actually blown away by how much I enjoyed the movie and how and how fulfilling and exciting I thought it was on an emotional level mm-hmm. and how much it what it really made me do was think I think that and I went back and watched the original Star Wars just before I saw it but okay it's a very surface film I mean there's a lot of surface there's not a lot of huge character development mm-hmm. I mean it is very straightforward you know and it's like this film struck me as so much of a uh, such an exploration of those characters from a completely different at a totally different point in time from a totally different perspective. I thought it was really interesting to like think about in the universe because you know what what happens at the end of the original trilogy is it's like the rebels win, the empire is broken. Like this is what you think. It's what you think, but that's that, but that's, actually, that's a right. pretty it, that's like a superficial in you know, it's 
Yeah, and what you what you realize is that it's the so empire still exists. Exactly. The rebels are still fighting. Yeah. The universe is still in turmoil, and it's like thirty years later. It's right. still terrible. We got everybody. into this a little bit last time, but yeah. that because I was wondering, you know, what is it going to be like? Because that's that's completely true. They destroyed the second Death Star. Darth Vader and the Emperor died. Of course, you think the Emperor supposedly. Well, we're going to get to that. In a right, second. but the point is, oh, there's a siren. I'm that's so fine. sorry. That's okay. It happens. Uh, but the point is. It's not that simple, right? Because the the empire, the Galactic Empire, was this massive, you know, interplanetary fascist regime. Regime and one losing one big battle is not going to take the whole thing down. Because there are all sorts of other bad actors, people with lots of capability, lots of power. And as soon as there's a vacuum at the top, of course they're going to rush in. Right. Uh, so there was, that was never the end. So it's, so it's, you really see this, you see the characters of Luke Skywalker and Leia and Han and Darth Vader and Palpatine and all of those characters that through a completely different lens, which is like, you guys are just a part of a, this tapestry, this ongoing tapestry of right. characters that, and the, and the, the story is not really complete yet. And that, the, the fact that the movie could make me feel so, uh, completely that that was the case that yes the story continues and it's a very linear yeah. obvious progression i mean in the best way yes. anyhow so so i thought the movie was great i had i had like chills and i was like near tears and like the whole thing yeah. like you know like the the oh yes i mean some of the parts of the film that moment when the X-Wings are coming across the lake, yeah, right? When Maskinata's Canteen is getting attacked. You that didn't do it. that when no. it was like, it's the resistance. No. And then they showed the X-Wings. Oh my God. I no, I got, my mind. I'll tell you when I got most, the most uh, feels, Hit for me. lack of a better term. Hit me. The scene with uh, when Kylo Ren has Ray and he's like trying to like get into her brain. Oh, when and she's she in starts, the chair. Like, she realizes she can like push back. Yes. I was like, oh my God. Like, it was like, it's fucking intense. It's like a really, oh. like at that moment, you're like, oh, everything is shifting here. Like, this is not the movie I thought it was going to be. Yes. I, now, I thought it was some, really brilliantly executed. So so did I. And I was really excited by her character and the potential there and all the things they set up. I think there are, I know there are some people who felt like in terms of a quote unquote strong female character, it was ham fisted or something. And look, I don't want to step in shit here. Or step in shit. I, reveal, I, I, I'd love you know, to talk about this. Or reveal my male privilege. But I thought I was tremendously excited by the character. I thought her it was handled really well. It felt really real to me. I mean, it's fun. Uh, uh, it's bullshit. I don't understand the problem with her. the character. I thought that I think this is a character that has like a tremendous amount of adversity and also has some tremendous abilities. And like that's like Jason Bourne or any other like any other like superstar yeah. male character in any right. movie. You know, it I was don't... so it was so scintillating to see her to see the powers awaken within her and to see her experiment and start to figure it out. Yeah, uh, and to see her gain confidence. And I don't think I, 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 thought just, it was awesome. I think there's you know I'm not even going to go into the criticism by like whatever kind of weird male like patriarchy you know loving whatever they are, like pickup artists. I don't know who these people are, but like the people who complain that like she's too good, like the character is too good or too, is not believable because it's like she doesn't have any, it's like this is a but character. But she's not that good. No, I think I, one of the, I agree. The, one of the things I mean, that was I, so great was her, all her fights with Kylo Ren, they're, they're like, they're dirty, right? They're not graceful. They're not refined. They sure. don't really know what they're doing. Like even her, when she first uses the lightsaber, her fighting technique is sort of like street style. Yeah. There's clearly no training. But, but beyond no that, System. I'm saying, but beyond yeah. that, like on an emotional and like story level, you know, this is a character who is um, 
like seems really emotionally like really troubled like all of the main characters in this film this is the thing that really stood out to me like they all are extremely troubled like finn has like a really fucked up backstory and he's like an extremely yeah. troubled guy i mean yeah. poe seems like he's fine actually he's just like jamming through life yeah he's but, like the um, captain of the football team he's han solo i mean he's like the most han solo of all the characters where yeah. he's just kind of like fuck it let's do this thing but like <laughs> but ray seems like tremendously troubled she's like emotionally mm-hmm. being torn apart kylo right. ren is emotionally being torn apart like really a fucked up guy she's yeah. like her story is really fucked up you know she's been abandoned she has like right. no idea where she comes from she has no idea what she's been thrown into the middle of so i think that all of those and finn is the same way and i think that all of those characters make for really compelling um cinema i mean i just feel like they were yeah. just uh, immediately you know one of the things that it's like you have these characters in the star wars universe that have been around forever even the the prequels are still really paying you know homage to you know it's obi-wan is like the main character in those films yeah. right it's like yeah it's still really like the same exact thread and this was like you could have not had any of the new, sorry, any of the re- old characters, any of the returning characters, and I think this this film would have stood stood alone. You know, I think it. Could I have think st- it still would have worked. Yeah, no, I agree. So anyhow, so obviously we both liked it. Now let's Loved get into it. let's get into the the theories because this is the thing that there are clearly many unanswered questions within the universe. And of- isn't that great? I think J.J. Abrams is so good at setting up questions and just sort of letting them hang there. And he's, he somehow found a way to do it without being like a jerk about it. Yeah. It was almost like, thank you, sir. May I have another mystery? Yeah. I mean, you know? it, uh, it was, um, it was, uh, it definitely, yes, it created a lot of it. It created questions in a way. Sorry, I'm just kind of trying to think of how to frame this. It didn't create questions in an annoying way. And I actually exactly. think J, I actually think JJ Abrams does have a tendency to um ask questions in a way that can be annoying or feel He hasn't a always little, done it. Feel perfectly. a little contrived, like feel just right. a little bit like, oh yeah, here's my mystery, right? Here's yeah. the mystery. Um, but I think that this film did it had enough subtlety and enough of a big story that was complete to um make those questions feel worth asking and yeah. worth worth answering in, in the future film. It left me wanting more in exactly the right way. Yeah. I think you said that to me when we talked about it. Um, yeah. So let's, so let's just, let's talk about, I mean, I'll talk about the less interesting question okay. to me, which is who Ray is supposed to be in this universe. So this is the big question that seems to be plaguing all of the conspiracy theorists on the internet. Right. Uh, is like, who, who is Ray? Like, who is she the child of? Mm-hmm. And the big, the big question, I mean, the big, the big, uh, uh, options are she's, which I think seems quite obvious. She's Luke Skywalker's daughter. Certainly possible. Seems very, very possible. Um, cause look after, a, after he reestablished the Jedi Academy, I mean, he was probably a pretty hot commodity. I don't think he, it would have gone down. He had like all sorts that, of ladies uh, running around like that. Twilight. It's possible there you know, was a lady, right? Man- Mandalorians. You never know. Mandalorians. Really? Uh, there's a theory that she's somehow related to Snoke, which I think is complete garbage and hogwash and absurd because mm-hmm. there's no way they develop Snoke. You do what well, you don't want to, you know, I, if they really are trying to, I think it would be kind of absurd to pull this like, oh yeah, Darth Vader, Snoke, you know, Luke Skywalker, Ray. I feel like that's a little absurd to me. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Uh, there's a theory that that she is Kylo Ren's sister, and somehow like Han and Leia have like been mind wiped or something. Yeah, that to me feels a little feels, clumsy. Feels like you have to basically make up some really dumb theory. 
yeah. to explain it. And I think right. you need to make up like this dumb idea that, oh, well, there was a brain wiping thing that happened. And that's why they're right. It's like, if you have to little, inv- like you could, right. you could say that about anybody or anything. Exactly. You'd be like, oh, well, she uh, she must be, you know, uh, I don't know, like Max von Sydow. It's his granddaughter because, you know, whatever his character is supposed to be at the beginning of the movie. Right. Who gets killed instantly. Yeah. There's I think a theory if, that's a old that's old Boba Fett, which doesn't make any sense to me. But. No, the no way. Because at least in the in the movies, theoretically, Boba Fett was killed when he went into the Sarlacc. Pit. I don't buy and, any of that shit, man. Well, Nobody's neither do dead. I, because Boba Fett's the fucking bomb. Nobody's right? dead. But in everyone's the books, alive. Well, in the books, he survives the Sarlacc pit because of his Mandalorian armor, Boom. which is the best armor in the galaxy. It's the best and sexiest armor. But you, in the well, this is also true. But you never know because the whole canon was reset, so we don't know. No, I get it. I get it. But I'm but, saying I don't buy that that they're brother and sister. I also don't buy that because there seems to be some. A lot of these theories seem to suggest that like he would know, and uh, that Max von Sydow would know. No, that Kylo Ren would know that it's oh. his sister. And it's like, I feel like that doesn't seem to be the case at all. He doesn't know who that person is. Right. Oh, I guess if they were hiding, but you think there'd be like a vibe or something, right? Well, you never know. I mean, there wasn't, uh, you know, there was, Darth Vader didn't know that Leia was also his daughter in the beginning. Right. He didn't know until Luke knew and he sensed it within Luke. Right. right. So the logic would follow that it's entirely possible that if Ray is Kylo Ren's sister. He wouldn't realize it yet. Right. But like you said, I think getting to Ray being his sister would involve inventing some pretty clumsy stuff. So yeah. I don't subscribe to that theory myself. Yeah, I, I, uh, I, I'm not feeling it. I'm not I think it is. It. It's although I have no idea how they could do it gracefully. I think it's more likely that she would be related to Luke Skywalker than uh, a sister to Kylo Ren or daughter to Han and Leia. Um, yeah, I, I think that I think that the Luke Skywalker theory feels most real. Well, what about there's another theory. There are many theories. What if she's what if she's just not related to any of them? Yeah, but that's what's the point? Is that not that's not uh, I don't myth- I don't buy that. It's not mythical enough. There's a theory that she's related to Palpatine. Here's what I think. OK, it's possible. What's the point? Is it important that Ray has like some crazy? I mean, is it important that that it be I guess her heritage is quite important. I guess like where she comes from is obviously important. Well, it would be very disappointing if it wasn't someone who's deeply connected to the original set of characters. The, I mean, the I think greatest, that'd be very strange, right? The greatest sort of rationale for that is that at the end of the day, Star Wars is is a family soap opera, right? Right. It's a story about a family that's totally messed up. Yeah. And, and it's and specifically people have said, if you read about this, people who have built the film, here's a, uh, mm-hmm. here's Lucasfilm president, Kathleen Kennedy. Let me read this quote. Oh, love Kathleen. The saga films focus on the Skywalker family saga. The stories will follow the linear narrative that connects to the previous six films. The force awakens falls return of the Jedi and continues that generational story. So these characters are not like, accidentally there they're not like oh yeah this girl who has nothing to do with like this is a clear story arc following the skywalker family and associated characters Mm -hmm. you know i think that um i think that the luke skywalker you know here's what makes sense to me let's go back how old is she supposed to be 18 yeah late teens so let's go back how old is is kylo ren supposed to be about the same age. No, he's got to be a little bit older. Maybe a little older, but, you know, not much. So let's go back and say he's, let's say he's 23, 24, maybe something like that. He seems older to me. I don't know. There's no way he's 18. 
He's more emo, that's for sure. <laughs> Don't get me started on this stupid emo <laughs> Kylo Ren thing. So let's go back and say Luke's got his, he's, you know, training a new group of Jedi. Right. I mean, when do we think, okay, hold on. Let's go back a little bit more. Let me ask you a question. Okay. Kylo Ren yeah. killed all of Luke's students. Is that right? Well, he definitely fucked some shit up. I like, don't think like, I don't know if we know specifically that he killed everyone or he, he certainly did enough damage to motivate Luke to shut it down and and get out of town. Right. I mean, he turned to the dark side. Yeah. We don't know that he killed his his students. Is that is that not mentioned in the film? I think it's it's either mentioned or or sort of hinted at that certainly he killed some people. I don't know if he killed everyone, but right. I, I honestly, I'd have to go see it again. But I, it's definitely true that he killed people, and he did an, enough damage to basically right. Let me just shatter everything. Luke was building. I'm gonna Google. I'm gonna Google this real quick. I want to know because I'm it. actually kind of like a little hazy on like Kylo Ren's. Like while while you're googling, yeah. I just want to say I uh, you know I went into the movie. Op- you know, open heart, open mind. I didn't know if Adam Driver was going to work for me. Yeah. Uh, and he worked for me. Oh, he's great. He's great in the film. I will say when he takes off the mask, I'm like, you're a little bit too much like the guy from Girls. Like, it's kind of <laughs> like you're the guy from Girls. It's a little weird. It is a little jarring because it's like totally believable, totally feeling it, totally, you know, intense, dude. And then you're like, okay, but you are the guy from Girls. Yeah. But that pretty quickly... Oh, it wears off. Yeah. And that's not his fault, right? That's just sort of the a sign of the times. Oh, and the voice modulation was so it was awesome. Great. It was great. great. So, so good. Great voice. Uh, let me, I'm just looking here. Uh, it's not clear. It's not that's, really it's, clear. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think, you know, maybe we'll find out. Maybe there'll be a flashback or something. I mean, look, one, I thought it was ballsy and I was totally cool with the fact that Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker, was basically not in the movie until the last two minutes. Kind of a shocker. A little bit, yeah. I mean, at a certain point, you basically knew he's not going to show up till the very end. Um, but I thought it worked. I was I was down with it. So I think here's the here's the thing. Um, what makes sense to me is potentially right. There's this you know there's this uh, young girl who is Luke Skywalker's daughter. You know, Luke has some kind of romance, mm-hmm. right? We don't think Luke has just been celibate his for 30 years, right? Well, theoretically, the Jedi are supposed to be celibate. Well, I don't this think... This is the I'm challenge. sure the new the new version of the Jedi, they're probably like... You they're know, like reform. We need, to, we need to rethink some of the some of the rules here. Look what happened last time. Uh, let's just say for the sake of the argument, you know, he's got a young daughter. He's training these Jedi. Adam Driver freaks out. Kylo Ren freaks out, you know, goes to the dark side, maybe kills some people. He's like, my daughter can't be here. She's in danger. He's going to want to wipe out all of the Jedi. It's a very logical theory. She clearly has like intense Jedi powers. Mm-hmm. So he, you know, as a, as a small child, he has her sent away, you know, somewhere where she's watched, could be watched. I mean, there had to have been somebody. Wait, wasn't the, the, oh, the old man, Max von Sydow, he was on the planet, right? The same he planet was. as her. He was on the same planet. So- so what was Max von Sydow's character? Do we know? We don't know. It's it's all a little bit of a mystery. His Actually, name was, the more I fucking think about it, it makes perfect sense. He was there. You know, he's obviously part of the Rebel Alliance, right? Yeah, he's he's helping he's helping the resistance in some way. His name is yeah. Lor, Lor Sonteca, but they don't tell us anything about him. Yeah, it's, well, here's it's definitely the thing. one of the here's biggest mysteries. Here's my theory. Mysteries. Okay. He's a confidant of Luke Skywalker, a Jedi, maybe. We don't know. He was sent there to keep watch on her, but let her basically live her life as right. a... As a you know, 
a new person, right. as a strange well, person in this. I don't world. think he's a Jedi, but he definitely had. Well, we don't know. He definitely didn't point Jedi moves. At the he end had there. the piece of the map, right? That's to, right, exactly. With that led to Luke Skywalker's right. location, so exactly. he was definitely hooked up. I don't you know. know. I saying? think my theory is pretty solid here. Basically, what happened is. He sends her down there. He's like, Max von Sydow, you've got to watch over her. Do not interfere with her life. Like, you won't be able to find me. Maybe he had some piece of the map, but not the whole thing. Maybe he was like, maybe Luke was like, when the time is right, like, you'll know what to do with this map. Right. Here's what I'll say. It's not impossible that Ray is Luke's daughter. However, I would say it's more likely that he is simply aware of her and took steps, took steps to protect her. Why is that more likely? Because I, when she touches his lightsaber, she has all kinds of flashbacks about Luke, like about Luke being attacked by Kylo Ren and mm -hmm. like somebody gets stabbed in the back and like Luke touching R2-D2, which I think is like kind of an indication that you read up on this. I actually tend to agree with it. Mm. An indication that's like, he's like sort of, uh, you know, that's a kind of the part where he's sort of giving R2-D2 the rest of the map. Yeah. You know, I mean, why yeah. would she why would she have any connection to I mean, it seems to me fairly clear that there is a deep connection to the Skywalkers based on her experience with his with his lightsaber. Yeah. And and um, the voices she hears in that flashback. Right. Right. And her ability to, you know, wield the force. With. Well, there's there's definitely some connection to the Skywalkers. I just don't know if she's his daughter. To me, that would be like too, too easy. Really? Why can't it just be easy, though? Well, that's that's a, is that the that's most a, important part of the movie. That's the thing you have to ask. Is that the most important part of the series is where she comes from. I don't know. I yeah, don't know that don't it know. is. We don't know but the it's answer. and it's it, asking why can't it be too easy is a perfectly valid question. You know, what we're gonna do. We're gonna take a quick break. Uh, I'm gonna tell you about our sponsor for this episode, and then we're gonna come right back. This episode of Tomorrow is supported by Wonder Capital. Wonder Capital is the leading online investment platform that allows individuals to invest in large-scale solar projects across the U.S. Wonder's solar investment funds allow you to earn up to 11% annually while diversifying your portfolio, curbing pollution, and combating global climate change. What is Wonder? How does it work? The solar market has grown over 1,600% in the last five years, with the majority of that growth happening in residential and utility systems. However, commercial solar projects such as solar PV panels on top of a Colorado charter school, California Country Club, or a New Jersey warehouse are being ignored because there's no turnkey financing solution. This is where Wonder Capital comes in. Wonder Capital works with solar industry professionals to offer simple financing packages for commercial solar PV systems. Wonder uses sophisticated underwriting algorithms and expert solar specialists to identify and finance strong solar projects. Like I said before, you can earn up to 11% annually uh, investing in this. There's monthly cash flows with Wonder. You'll achieve monthly cash flows in a fully managed online investment account. There's no fees. Wonder Capital doesn't take any fees for managing your money. And the investment is independent of market performance. Returns with Wonder Capital are not dictated by the market, but rather by healthy U.S. businesses paying back their loans to Wonder Capital. So that's pretty good. That seems like a good situation to be in. No energy market experience is required. Funds are fully managed by solar specialists. And uh, no energy market experience is required from the investor, which is great because, look, maybe you don't know that much about the energy market. I know I don't. Thousands of users have already taken advantage of this platform. So here's what you do. You can gain access to Wonder Solar Investment Funds at wondercapital.com slash tomorrow. That's Wonder with a U. Invest in Wonder Capital Solar Funds. Do well and do good.
Okay, we're back with Michael Shane. We're talking. We're deep in a conversation about so deep. Uh, Star Wars, The Force Awakens, spoilers and theories. We're talking about Ray. Where, where do we leave off? We're talking about Ray's uh, uh, her origin story. Yes. Uh, anyhow, the point is the long and short is like I think the Luke Skywalker thing makes the most sense and is the most appropriate for the film. But I could be wrong. Maybe she's like Snoke's grandchild or some bullshit like that. I don't know. I don't really know. The point is that we know that her and Kylo Ren are going to have some crazy, sick-ass lightsaber battles in the next film. Yes, they are. I mean, we assume. We have to assume. Oh, man. I mean, I think they've set up, you know, the great the great rivalry for the rest of the trilogy. Uh, you know, Maybe. a lot of or people are kill, speculating... Or they could kill Kylo Ren in the next film. They could, or... People are speculating maybe he will come back to the light before the trilogy is done to face a, a, a greater enemy together. Yeah, Ray. That's a theory that Ray actually goes to the dark side and he goes to the light. Oh, I wasn't thinking of that. Yeah, but I haven't that, heard that. Just blow theory. your fucking mind. I, I'm a little concerned. Yeah, think about it. Ooh. Think about it. How about this? How about they're both? They both have Anakin's uh, blood in them because they're right. a uh, child. They're a Skywalker child. One Some way or bad another. blood, man. And uh, one got light, one got dark. They're both confused right now. But it turns out that the script gets flipped in film three. And Ray is the ultimate evil. Here's She's what the I'll weapon. Say. She's the Darth Vader. I'll say this. Did I just give you chills? Are you to put it, sh- are you to put it as you would put it. I'm a little shocked. Yeah. Here's what I'll say is yeah. that I wouldn't put anything past J.J. Abrams. No. Uh, I mean, I know he's not directing the next three movies, but he was involved in setting up all three, right? I wouldn't put I wouldn't put anything past the creative team behind this, but I'm sure whatever they do, I mean, I really have faith that this is this is just going to be, you yeah. three kick-ass movies, and the so next the, one is only about two years away. So there's a uh, there's a uh, interview with um, the uh, third film, the director of the third film, Colin Trevorrow. Mm-hmm. who said this about Ray's identity. We're going to make sure that the answer is deeply and profoundly satisfying. Ray is a character that is important in this universe, not just in the context of The Force Awakens, but in the entire galaxy. She deserves it. We'll make sure that the answer is something that feels like it was something that happened a long time ago, far away, and we're just telling you what happened. I don't know what that means, but it does suggest that it's more than just about these most recent three films right. that we're going to And say. it certainly rules out Ray just being... a. Uh a random, talented young person. There's cl- clearly some uh, connection. I, I there. think there's some connection. Yeah. All right, now let's get into the real stuff here. Let's get into what I really want to talk about. Okay. Okay. Um, how do you how do you think Kylo Ren keeps his hair so beautiful and flowing underneath the the hood? I think it's the helmet. I mean, I think the you helmet. Think the helmet's keeping it in place. I think there's good air circulation. His right? hair is. You gotta admit, his hair looks really beautiful when he takes that mask off. Oh yeah, man. It's like really unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. It's great. Okay, that's not the real question. The real question is Snoke. I want to talk about Snoke. Okay. Okay, first first off. Yeah. Do you think Snoke is super huge, or do you think that's just a really huge projection of Snoke? No, it's just a uh, it's just a hologram. It's just, a, you know, peer-to-peer communication. I found it very annoying that Snoke was portrayed as gigantic. It was a little weird. I th- uh, Actually, my biggest gripe, my biggest complaint with this film is that Snoke looks really gigantic right. in those Like, scenes. why couldn't he just be a normal-sized hologram? Or, like, a little bit bigger. You know, yeah. it's just like he's gigantic. And it's like, am I supposed to think he's just like a giant? Well, I think maybe he's just that that much of a megalomaniac. You think Snoke's a megalomaniac? Yeah. I mean, why else would his hologram be that big? You know what I'm saying? Maybe he must be compensating for something. I don't know. Now, I'm looking at a picture of Snoke right now. 
Okay. And Hold on, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull his it up. face looks fucked up. There's a great screen rant uh, post on this. Is uh, who is Snoke? Is the basically the article? Um, yeah. You know, I I I see a face here that could very easily be a very very fucked up, very time and battle ravaged Emperor Palpatine. Okay. It could absolutely. I thought the same thing. It could absolutely be. I mean, he's a got grievously like, he's injured. He's got Palpatine. like. He's got like. I'm actually looking now. I'm gonna enlarge this. Oh yeah. I'm just gonna enlarge this image so I can get a look at it. There's no way to enlarge it. Hold on. I'm zooming in. Zooming. Enhance. 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 Okay. Enhance. You know, he's his skull is cracked. His mouth is all screwed up. His eyes are sunken. He basically looks like a skeleton in some way. Yeah. Um. His hands don't look. They could very well be human hands. They're gnarly looking, you know. He's yeah. fucked up. Things have happened to Snoke. He looks like he's been damaged badly. Like maybe he was thrown down some kind of energy shaft and there was a massive <laughs> explosion that like scarred him. And He certainly could have taken a fall. Deformed him, put his ear in one place in a different place than his other ear. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's... It's entirely possible. Okay, so that's um, what I really want to talk about. Do you think there's any way that this is actually Palpatine? Yes. It's not impossible in my opinion. Because he seems like he's very aware of the history yeah. of, this, of this universe. Right. And if he is so powerful, he's clearly not young. If he is so powerful, how is it that, how is it that this is the first time... We have been aware of him. This is the thing. There's no Snoke anywhere in the rest of this. Snoke is nowhere to be found. You don't see him in any of the original three movies. He's not in any of the prequels. What, you know, where, where did he come from? He's a right. super powerful guy. Now, he's clearly been running things since Palpatine and Darth Vader have been taken out of the, out of the picture. So where did he come from? Yeah, I... We're going to find out. Well, there's a theory that he's also could be Darth Plagueis, who is Palpatine's master. Yes, we we mentioned this last time because we were talking about how every there's they always come in pairs, a, a Sith, ma- you know, a, a Sith Lord and, yeah. a, and an apprentice. Yeah, well, but the but the but the the theory, well, the, the the what the what you hear in the film where Darth Plagueis is mentioned, which I believe is the um, Revenge of the Sith, the third prequel. Mm hmm. Um, I mean, basically Palpatine says he killed him. Yes. He says he stole his power and killed him. Yes. He also says that. So um, maybe he, maybe he didn't die. Maybe he didn't die because he also says that Plagueis was able to control life and death, that he had the power to control life and death. Actually, here's what he said. Here's the quote. Darth Plagueis was a dark Lord of the Sith, so powerful and so wise. He could influence the midichlorians to create life. He had such a knowledge of the dark side. He could even keep the ones he cared about from dying. Now to me, I think that's a bunch of bullshit that uh, Palpatine was telling Anakin to get him to turn to the dark side. Yes. But it is possible. Now there's apparently a Darth Plagueis novel. Oh, really? Like an existing one? Um, Hold on a second. I'm reading about it right now. So I, don't now here's, if, I don't know if this podcast is interesting to people or not, but it's certainly interesting to me. Here's something interesting from the screen rant. Yeah, is go that, for it. Is that uh, if that hypothesis is true, that it's Darth Plagueis, that would mean that Snoke is not is not human. That's uh, right. Which is interesting because he certainly seems human, but given the nature of his industry, uh, his injuries, there's no way to know for sure. He definitely looks fairly human. He doesn't, look like, he doesn't look like an alien. I mean, he's humanoid. 
He's more than humanoid, in my opinion. So according to, okay, I'm sorry. So according to other more details about Snoke, he's seven feet tall and he's very, very thin. So if he's seven feet tall, then he's not, he's not human. And we don't think, and he's certainly not, he's not, he's definitely not Palpatine. Right. But I don't get it. I don't get it, man. You don't just pull Snoke out of nowhere. Do you have any theories? I don't have any theories that are, that are any better than anything else that's on the internet right now. Well, look, here's the deal. You know, I think when you really look at uh, this universe, it seems very odd to me that you would just drop uh, this rando, this rando character with no right. earlier mention, with no evidence of his existence. I well, mean, I think I think Darth, Darth Plagueis is probably the closest thing. If it's not Palpatine, he's the closest thing to something that makes sense. Well, here's what I can, I think we can say that we definitely have know or have learned about star Wars is that nothing significant is random. And the series is obsessed with cycles, cycles of family, mm-hmm. you, you know, uh, cycles, political cycles, uh, you know, coming of age, uh, fading away. So something as significant as, as Snoke had to come from somewhere that is, probably connected in a very meaningful way mm. to the overall saga. If he's going to be the big baddie for the next three movies, uh, it's not, like you said, it's, it can't just be some random guy. Yeah. I have to say, the more I think about it, I mean, obviously for the film, I mean, listen, you know, we know that, that Plagueis is not a human character in the, do they even mention in the earlier films? They don't talk about what he is. Right. The right. No. So it's very easy to assume that, okay, even if he is this sort of like non-human alien character, he could still have a very, uh, he, he could still have a very humanoid form. That's almost human. Right. That's like very human ish, even if he's like mm-hmm. another species. Right. So I have to say, the more I think about it, what really works for me here, if it's not Palpatine, which I, I think, I think we're now, I feel like I'm ruling out now, the more I, I, I'm really processing this information. This is good. We're working through it. Yeah. I think that Plagueis makes a lot of sense. And, well, and also don't and that, forget and that, that he was, that he was basically in the background waiting for his moment. You know, right. he could have been very weak. He may still be very weak actually from whatever was done right. to him. By- or maybe he just operated in the shadows, right? Because Supreme Leader Snoke was also ultimately in charge of the Knights of Ren, right? Which is the dark, the, the dark side. Is this group. true? Yeah, no, this is absolutely true. Uh, it's the dark side group. That's why, you know, that's where Kylo Ren gets his, you know, his, his calling card, his name from. Right. It's because he was part of the Knights of Ren. The Knights is- of Ren. Ren is a, is a designation. Right. Or Ren is a person? Is no, Ren's not a person. What is it? Uh, I, I it, not sure. It's just the the Knights of Ren. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at Wikipedia, so oh, I'm, I'm doing the best. And I the, can the here. theory about Ky- about Kylo's first name is that it's a it's a it's a combination of Skywalker and Solo. Oh, interesting. It's like the K Y from yeah. Skywalker and the L O from Solo. A portmanteau. Yeah, portmanteau. That's exactly right. Very nice. That's a that's exactly what it would be. So I don't know if that's true or not, but Plagueis, here's the thing. Why do I, why, why should I be, why should I be scared of Plagueis? Why should I be worried about Plagueis? You know, he wasn't around. He let Palpatine take advantage of him and kill him or. Well, what if he, well, 
you you just said something very interesting. He let Palpatine take advantage of him and apparently kill him. Well, I mean, I'm just saying he, that seemed to what have if, happened. Well, what if he wanted it to happen? Why would he want that to happen? Because what if he's playing the the long game? You know, the long game is where is where the the world class really shine, my man. Right. I you guess <laughs> Galactic Civil War. That's a that's a blip. That's an eighth note. Right, he's playing the whole damn symphony. Wow! If he's this powerful, you he's know what I'm like saying? Steve Jobs from the movie Steve Jobs. I suppose you could put it, which that I way, just sure. watched. Yeah. Have you seen it? I haven't seen it yet. No. Pretty entertaining. Really? Also very bad. Yeah. <laughs> I well. mean, I mean, it's like it's like entertaining, like an Aaron Sorkin production. It's like, oh yeah, this is very snappy and good dialogue. Right. And I mean, I don't want to get off topic, but I feel like <laughs> Let's any get off a little off topic. I, you know, any any movie about Steve Jobs is going to be terrible because I don't. You can't. I, obviously, I never knew the guy, but it seems to me he was complex enough that he he. There's no way he could be captured and uh, given a fair showing in 120 minutes. Uh, in a movie that has to make money. Listen to this shit that Andy Serkis said about Snoke, okay? Okay, back on topic. Here okay. we go. Uh, uh, these are some quotes. When we first started working on it, Abrams had some rough notions of how Snoke was going to look, but it hadn't really been fully formed, and it almost came out of a discussion and performance. That's been fascinating. In the meantime, I've been able to see the look and design of the character grow and change as the performance changes, as the performance has changed. So it's been really exciting in that respect. This is Now, this is interesting. Supreme Leader Snoke is quite an enigmatic character and strangely mm-hmm. vulnerable at the same time as being quite powerful. Obviously, he has a huge agenda. He has suffered a lot of damage. As I said, there is a strange vulnerability to him which belies his true agenda, I suppose. He's a new character in this universe. It, oh, okay, wait a second. He says, no, he's a new character in this universe. It is very much a newly introduced character. He's aware of what's gone on in the respect that he has been around and is aware of prior events, I think it'd be fair to say that he is aware of the past to a great degree. So this is very contradictory to me. It's like, well, it's not contradictory, but it definitely does not seem like it's Plagueis either. I mean, would they just introduce a new fucking character? No, I don't think, I don't think they would. I mean, they did I think with that- Finn. They did with Finn. You know, they did with Poe Dameron. They did with, I mean, essentially with all of the new characters, there's new characters, right? They just made them up. They're like, here's the guys. But those, all those characters seem to have, I mean, even Finn, you could say like. Well, I would say Finn and Poe Dameron in terms of like their level of importance in the series operate at the same level. So it's okay that they have a random backstory. However, something, someone like Ray her she's she's elevated she's more important in moving the story forward so her her backstory where she comes from is not going to be random and and all signs point to that right but finn uh it's okay for him to just be a new voice in the story because he's not part of that like backbone of the whole thing that's driving it forward that's driving the mythology right right and i I think there's sort of a dividing line in terms of characters between the ones that can come in and out uh and the ones that are part of this sort of family tree for lack of a better term right you know finn and and poe dameron they're sort of um you know there are other shrubs in the forest they're not part of the same root system i'm going to keep stretching this metaphor until it's good no it's really good i like that um, according to this article I'm reading, just so you know, uh, right now, uh, Kylo is Kylo is the leader of the Knights of Ren. Oh, interesting. I mean, that's what this says. Mm-hmm. And but 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 uh, Snoke is somehow he's ultimately in charge. Ultimately in charge. Um, he's also in charge of the First Order, right. and he's responsible for reassembling the Empire. Yes, and also don't forget that part of what Ray saw when she t- envisions 
in addition to the other stuff, was she saw the Knights of Ren. I think some of the violence that she saw were, were the Knights of Ren, uh, yeah. you know, being bad. I think taking out Luke Skywalker's people. I think that's what I might take away from some of those visions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, certainly Luke was, that's when she touches the lightsabers when she sees that stuff. So my assumption right. was right. like the scene you see where like somebody gets stabbed and then you see him and all of his dudes kind of assembled. Right. That's when it all is went like, down. Is like when he came, I assume, came back to wherever he was training with Luke and, you know, did some nasty shit. Right. Right. Yeah. Which I assume was like killed his, all of his apprentices. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, here's a quote from Snoke. <clears throat> In the Force Awakens novelization, it is where you are from, what you are made of, the dark side and the light. I think he's speaking to Kylo Ren here. The finest sculptor cannot fashion a masterpiece from poor materials. He must have something pure, something strong, something unbreakable with which to work. I don't know what that means, but he makes him sound very poetic. Hmm. Maybe he's really a poet at heart. We don't really know. I mean, we don't really know what uh, Snoke ultimately wants. His name is kind of stupid. Snoke, you know? It's not very scary. Here's my favorite theory about Snoke, okay? Okay. It's that he's a really fucked up Jar Jar Binks. (laughs) (laughs) It's that that Jar Jar Binks, who who there is a theory. Oh, I love it. Every time I think about this theory, I I just smile. In the Phantom Phantom Menace and the films that follow it, the intention was that Jar Jar Binks was going to be revealed as this like hidden evil who was controlling all of like the, the, the bad people in the, in the, right. in that environment. Right. Yes. I'm there's a, it, this began in a Reddit thread. Yes. Uh, and then someone, uh, made, uh, a YouTube video sort of pulling it all together. But if you, if you just, for anyone who doesn't know this, if you just Google Jar Jar Binks evil theory, the first hit will be the Reddit thread and the second hit will be the YouTube video and you can get totally caught up, uh, and it will blow your fucking mind. I think, I think it is, um, a really interesting idea. I don't think it's true. I don't think it's accurate. Oh, it's definitely not true. I don't think there's any way that Jar Jar Binks is um, really the ultimate evil. But I like the idea, and I think you can almost kind of see it, like something very, very bad happened to Jar Jar Binks, okay? He had to have some, like, reconstructive surgery. and Those ears just got lopped clean off. Yeah. I mean, everything got lopped off, okay? It was really, (laughs) it was a nasty situation. But I like the idea... I mean, I don't think that, I mean, I don't know. I, I suppose someone that evil and that powerful could change their voice at will, but that's a pretty big change. Well, maybe over all of this time, I mean, think about it. It's been like 60 years. It's been like 50 years. True. Since Jar Jar was really active. Okay. True. Remember, uh, well, I guess Anakin was like a teen. Luke and Leia were just born. So, okay. Maybe it's a little bit less than that. I mean, when, is Jar Jar even in the final film? Uh, he's in Revenge of the Sith just a little bit, like I think a couple of minutes. Right. I believe. Um, At any rate, what about Yoda? Maybe he's Yoda. No, dude, Yoda's dead. Are we sure? Yeah, because you see his, uh, you know, his force ghost yeah, at the end maybe, of Return uh, of the Jedi. You know, something happened. You know, Yoda, he got brought back to life by some kind of necromancer. And then All right, man. Let, it, you can't mess with Yoda, the dark man. side. No, I like this theory because, you know, because Snoke's really tall and thin and Yoda's kind of short and fat. And like, <laughs> think about it. Now think about it, okay? It's like Yoda got, okay, he's dead, but then some kind of like crazy necromancer or like mm, group mm-hmm. of dark side users bring Yoda back they reassemble his midichlorians or whatever oh, please shit don't, you would do. Don't they, say midichlorians. They, they like, you know, force, they force blend his midichlorians back together. And then they like stretch him out 
for reasons I can't explain right now. <laughs> uh, but they stretch out his limbs and mutate his face. I don't think this theory is working. I don't think it's working, but I like the idea of Yoda being brought back to life and being a bad guy. Wouldn't that be cool? That'd be a fucking cool twist. If Yoda comes back like a zombie Yoda and he's really evil. See, that, see that's where I think uh, you jump the off. series would jump the shark. Really? Yeah. You think so? Yeah. I think people would be really excited to find out that Yoda was <laughs> an evil zombie, <laughs> that he was back for revenge. Oh, man. You know? You know what about Yaddle? Maybe it's Yaddle. Do you know who Yaddle is? No. Yaddle is like a female Yoda. Okay. There is like, yes, there's a, just Google fucking Yaddle right now. How do you spell that? Y-A-D-D-L-E. Okay. This is not, this is not canon. This is Yaddle's in the fucking movie actually, dude. No way, dude. This is, this is some like. Just jam, just jam on fucking Yaddle real quick. All right. I'm looking. Oh my God. I'm looking at Wikipedia and it's like Yoda. Yeah. In the Phantom Menace. In the Phantom Menace. Boom. She's in the Phantom Menace. No, I refuse to acknowledge Let the existence of this. Let me just read you what it says. Yaddle was a female Jedi master who sat on the Jedi Council. She was a member of the same species as Yoda, the Grand Master of the Jedi Order. She served on the Council during the invasion of Naboo. After the Battle of Naboo, she took a less active role in Jedi affairs. Like Yoda, she had great talent in the Force. Wow. Yeah, dude. So you, you don't know what you, you don't even know about the Star Wars universe. I, I know, know more about the Star Wars universe you do. than you do. Clearly, I've I'm been da- slipping. I'm down, it's with, so I'm down with Yaddle. You know how tall Yaddle was? 61, 61 centimeters. centimeters. 61 fucking <laughs> centimeters of Yaddle. And she would fuck you up. Yaddle would fucking would force shock you out the fucking room. Oh, man. Okay. Yaddle's a badass. She's a bad motherfucker. You don't fuck with her. <laughs> Is Yaddle dead or not? Do we know? Uh, it doesn't say new theory. Snoke is Yaddle. Snoke is Yaddle.com. <laughs> okay. yeah. Yaddle right now. has been mutated and deformed over wow. many years, uh, by evil wow. Sith, uh, scientists. And they turned her into, into Snoke. Oh my gosh. Huh? Think about it. Snoke, Yaddle. There's a lot of similarity there in the name. <laughs> so same number, uh, same number of letters, actually <laughs> fewer letters in Snoke, uh, but you know what? <laughs> Well, we'll one fewer that. letters, one fewer letter, one letter less. What is the, what do I want to say here? It's been a long, it's been a long day. What can I say? Anyhow, so you don't like my Yaddle theory, but now you've been introduced to the character of Yaddle. Now so I'm not going to be able to stop thinking about that theory. I won't <laughs> be able changes, to sleep tonight. That changes the whole situation. Let's so talk look, about what? Go ahead. I want to talk about how great the next couple of years are going to be on the planet Earth. Because in 2016, we've got Ro- Rogue One, the spinoff movie. I'm not 20, interested, I'm not interested 2017, in the movie at all. We got Ryan Johnson, right? Sorry, can I only ask you a question? Yeah. Uh, what is Rogue One about? Rogue One is about the rebels who stole the Death Star plans before Episode Four. So not the Bothan spies who stole the Death Star plans for ep- for Episode Six. Can we this, talk? About, let's go, hold on, wait a second before yeah. you even go into this. All right, all right, yeah. Why do they build these um, Star Killer weapons? You know, that's a great question because they're do not they build that, the Death Star. Why do they build the two Death Stars look, and then they build the Star Killer base? And it's really like easy to blow them up. Look, it's let's really, be really easy to blow them let's up. Let's be honest. Most fascists and most fascist regimes are one trick ponies. They're just not that creative. Really? Right? Creative people don't become fascists. I feel like you're making an excuse here for these people. I mean, I'm not defending them because, you know, I'm not fascist, but. I mean, I'm just uh, saying, like, I feel like they should just, they could build better defenses. 
I mean, they have other impressive technology. I mean, the AT-ATs are pretty tough to take down. Really? You know, oh. Unless you have uh, tow cables. Yeah, I'm harpoons. sorry. Are they tough to take down because all you have to do is trip them? I mean, that's they did what, a lot of damage in the Battle of Hoth. Yeah, but then why not just fucking, I don't know, why not like fly in an AT-AT style weapon? Well, I think the issue is that the Empire, they're obsessed with being able to destroy planets, which to like, me is I, a fundamentally I, lazy tactic of like war, right? With, I feel like it's a lot of... Um, I feel like it's a lot of show, you know, they do a lot of stuff for show. I feel like the empire is always like, check out this big ass weapon we right. made. And then it's like, it's all yeah. about like showing you how cool their big weapon is. True. It's a kind of like a dick measuring thing. It is. It is definitely, you know, about that. And yeah. you do get the impression that Kylo Ren is a character who's maybe worried about his manhood, you know, on a regular basis. Like this Absolutely. is the kind of guy who's wondering, does he measure up? I mean, look Look at those little extra things on his lightsaber. Wow, exactly, exactly. Well, you know, his little nubs. Is he right? overcompensating with the additional nubs? He's definitely compensating for something. We it's like, know. why do you even need those? We don't know, but what about Snoke? What's Snoke packing? We have no idea. But what I t- can tell you is that uh, there was a there is a figure, there was supposed to be an action figure of Snoke where he carried a very large staff. Mm. Okay, staff lightsaber. Are you talking about like seven, eight feet tall? I don't know. It's long. I mean, he's a big guy, yeah. so yeah. I don't know how big. I don't know how long his staff is. It's true, lightsabers. But are I'm telling you, I'm looking at the photo of him right now. Okay, yeah. Well, Ray also apparently has the same staff. Well, that's but that's weird. a whole different story. Okay? okay, she doesn't have to prove anything to anybody. On the other hand, Snoke, we don't know. Actually, I think this is a. It's actually a Darth Plagueis. Is the is the character I'm looking at here? It's not. It's not Snoke. <laughs> okay. But Snoke, uh, Snoke probably has some kind of uh, weapon. We have to assume. We don't know what it is. I'm sorry. I, I stand corrected. This is a picture of a Darth Plagueis action mm. figure. I mm-hmm. guess. I don't know. This is such a, who can, this is like, I feel like we're in Apple rumor territory with this stuff. <laughs> I know? mean, that's definitely the kind of world we're operating. We don't even here. have, but we don't even have supply chains. No, you don't. Like, I mean, if J.J. Abrams wanted any one of these things, it could be real. Exactly. It could be. The world is his oyster. Right. You know. Forrest Whitaker's in Rogue One. I, I don't really care about the offshoot. I only care about, I want to know what's going on with these characters. I mean, in, there's going to be a Boba Fett movie. Can we talk about that? Uh, there's going to be a it, fucking like, Boba it, Fett is, movie. I'm sorry. Is it about, is it about um, Boba Fett's like his childhood or something? I hope not. I hope it's just about his other crazy adventures and how he became the baddest ass bounty hunter in the entire galaxy. That's what I hope it's about. If you, if anyone listening has that, ever can read, can I the, say something? Is say this it. controversial? I don't think Boba Fett's that interesting. Oh God, Joshua. There's so he's so mysterious, and he's you know he's silent, and you know what he's not. He doesn't he's not a show off. The dude is so, so, he has so much self-confidence and poise. I mean, you don't know what he's going to do. You just know he is in complete control of every situation, except for that time he got thrown into the Sarlacc pit and yeah, died. I'm, so, I'm sorry, yeah, what happened there? Point of view. I don't know, but look, there's, there's a great set of books out there, the uh, Tales of the Bounty Hunters. Not canon, obviously, but there is a Boba Fett novel. There's also, of course, an IG-88 novel, a Dengar novel, a Bosque novel, all of them very entertaining. Uh, but I don't know, there's just something about Boba Fett that's just so interesting and mysterious. And it feels like of all the characters, even though we know so little about him, you feel like whatever story there is there, it's, it's going to be very deep, uh, with many layers, you know, like a, like a beautiful cake. Hmm. Um, sorry. Well, you were, by the way, that great point. 
but <laughs> great. I'm glad you were listening. While you were, I was just reading another and yet another collection of theories about who Snoke is. And some uh-huh. of these theories are pretty fucking good. Okay. What's the best one? Give well, Snoke is Darth one. Vader because they have a similar scar, which I think is, no. really, is really something else. Lame. Um, Vetoed. But here's my favorite one. Snoke is Mace Windu. This is this is my <laughs> come no, on. Listen, that's a actually, troll. But that's actually, not a real I'm gonna theory. say I'm kind of liking that one. I mean, if I were Mace Window, I, Windu, I would be pretty pissed off that I got zapped with forest lightning and tossed out a window. I'm saying, and think about if somehow he was able to reconstitute, to, you know, to whip up his midichlorians or whatever happens, right. you know, to reconstitute himself. And then what if Samuel L. Jackson is in one of the next couple of movies That'd and he just comes back and, no, but and then kicks Snoke would be a different person. Ass. Okay, do you know who the operator is? No. Have you heard of the operator? No, but I'm going to Google it right now. Uh, the operator is in some a novel called Star Wars Aftermath, and uh, it sounds like a little bullshit. But like the operator also kind of reminds me of the architect from the Matrix. What if the what if Snoke is the architect from the Matrix, just badly badly damaged? Mm. No, you don't like it. Interesting. I'm just I'm deep in some Reddit threads. You're reading. So the, you're reading about the. Well, uh, the, the operator, operator right is apparently he's an informant. Within within uh, the Empire, who who was at least at some point giving information to Admiral Akbar. Sounds like a real operator. Are we getting close to the end of this thing? I think we need to we need to wind it down as much okay. as I would love to continue talking about this. Right. But um, I are there any other big mysteries from this film? I don't really feel like there are. Finn the uh, Finn's parentage. There's some talk about. Uh, you know, where Finn has come from. We don't it know. It would be nice to find out, but I, in, in terms of moving the overall mythology forward, I don't think it is necessarily significant. What I think is interesting about this character is that we are, and I don't know if this was always the case, but they basically are taking babies and like growing them, not growing them, but like raising them exclusively as stormtroopers. Yes. I mean, right? one of the things and they this did not away something with, they were doing like 30 years prior. Correct. Well, yeah, right. Because the the stormtroopers in the first order are not clones, right? That's that they're they're they make a pretty obvious point of that. But they are clearly taking children from their families and essentially brainwashing them from a very early age. Yeah, it just didn't That's stick do it, with man. Finn. That's right? the way to do it. That's exciting. I like that idea. It's dark, man. It's really fucked up. It yes. makes the empire seem so much worse. Yes, and that I loved that about the movie. There was, you know, uh, the. I, Honestly, the violence, there was blood on Stormtrooper armor. Yeah. Uh, you you know, waited, you waited forever to see that. Yeah, absolutely. I, so I, and I, but again, I thought that it was handled, you know, really well. Does Finn have uh, any force capabilities? I don't think so. Not at all. Really? No. Hmm. Well, it's upsetting. Be cool if he did. Do you think there's going to be any romance in the next film? You mean between Finn and Ray? Well, they seem to be hinting at it, but maybe it's just a great friendship. Honestly, I think Finn and Ray is going. It's going to be more like a Mulder Scully situation. You know what I mean? I find that deeply disappointing. Well, you can't get everything. Anyhow, Josh. Mulder and Scully. Spoiler alert! But they had a baby together, so I don't really know what to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> spoiler alert! I'm but talking, she gave birth to Mulder's baby. I'm, I'm talking Mulder Scully from like I'm, seasons I'm gonna, one through seven. Re- I just want to make sure this is true. Okay. <clears throat> I just want to research this. I'm trying to think of the best way to research this. Mulder. Mulder. It's just the way I'm going to do it here. Oh, this is not the right way to do it. Here we go. Character arc. Okay. Oh, Jesus. Relationships. Uh, Dana Scully. 
intense per professional and personal relationship. Hey, we should do an X-Files podcast. We should. Next. I haven't watched all of it. The romantic one by the last few seasons. Uh huh. At the end of season eight, the romantic undertones were confirmed when the two shared a kiss. In the series finale, the very last scene depicted Mulder and Scully in bed together, contemplating what the future held. Um, so I'm talking about Mulder Scully, like I was, seasons I was one almost through certain seven. That she gave birth to their child. No, she does have a child, but it's not his child. No, I think it is though. I think it is. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. No, because I thought it was implanted in her by the no, you know, the know. bad bad people. I don't know relationships. Hold on a second. Hmm. Apparently, they're in a relationship in the X Files film. I want to believe. Hmm. I don't know. This is not useful to me. The point is, they definitely were a couple at some point. They didn't have a kid. I stand corrected. Uh huh. All right, we got to wrap this up. <clears throat> Let's quickly talk about the Steve Jobs movie, though, for a second. <laughs> Which I haven't we're seen. Just talking about films. That's fine. I'm just going to talk to you about it. Okay. Very entertaining film. Mm-hmm. I thought that Michael Fassbender was very good. I mean, Michael, uh, what is he? What is Michael Fassbender not good in? Um, yeah, that's a great question. I don't. I don't think he's ever been bad in anything. You right. Know? He's very. He's a very talented guy. Um, but you know, it's crackerjack dialogue. Is that it? What? Hello, Josh. Yeah, can you hear me? Hello. Did I lose you? I don't know. Did you lose me? No. Now you're back. Are you having problems? No, you sound weird now. No, you sound weird. Oh, I do? Yeah, I don't know. Are you downloading uh-huh. a huge porno or something? No, but maybe Andrea is. <laughs> God damn it. God damn her, her porn addiction. <laughs> uh, anyhow, it's crackerjack dialogue. Uh, it's you know great pacing, completely mm-hmm. unrealistic at every turn. The biggest right. problem now, look, I'm going to nitpick, right? Okay. I'm going to do a nerd nitpick, and I think everybody feels... I don't care. I think, like, listen, the depiction of Jobs is whatever. I mean, it's not supposed to... It's not a real person. It's a, it's a character in a film. Right. I don't know why... Uh, I don't know why they did certain things that they did, but the biggest issue to me is the most annoying part of it is they suggest that like somehow the next, the entire existence of the next was like this ploy to get, uh, I mean, what they suggest is that Steve Jobs wanted to make a really powerful computer, but couldn't do it. And that um, during the, the period of the building this powerful computer, he was like, well, wait, if I can just convince Apple that I have a powerful computer, then maybe they'll want to buy my company and I can go back to Apple. Yeah, that's, that's not a, how it happened at that's all. That's a super awesome uh, arc for a dramatic for a film. Right. But in reality, Apple bought the next uh, next OS and that company because it had built a better operating system than the one they had and they really needed it. Yes. You know, and I feel like that's also a really compelling way like, that's a really compelling story on its own, you know? Now, I'm not saying that I know drama better than Aaron Sorkin, uh, although I think he's written some real turds. <laughs> <laughs> he's really been some really well, look, you shit. can't win them all. You can't win them all. But, um, but I will say, you know, I think it's, uh, it's odd to me that they chose that as the thing to fabricate. Because what's really impressive is that, like, he ended up back at Apple um, because he actually built something better than they could build. Right. Sort of an interesting thing that happened, you know? Oh, it's an amazing... Honestly, that's my, my kind of... My point of view is that the, 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 the straight-up, completely true story is crazy and amazing enough right out of the box. Yeah. Because it's an unbelievable story. Yeah. But it's, it may not be sexy or dramatic enough. Well, at any rate, I would... Um, 
I would recommend seeing it uh, just because it's entertaining. The ending was extremely stupid, in my opinion. Mm. I mean, it was oh, really silly. Speaking of things that we've seen or, or read or whatever, yes. I finally read Ready Player One. Oh, really? What I did you think? It. I, f- I loved every page. It's very of it. good. It's I had really, such a good time. It's really like wish fulfillment for oh, all it's, for all. It's nerds. great. Yeah, it's like scratching an itch on your like you know when when your back itches and someone scratches it for you. No, I've never had that happen. To yeah, me. it's it's very it's very rare. Uh, that's what reading the whole book was like. Well, you know, it's being made into a film. I think Steven Spielberg yes. is making it. That's that was the last. It, maybe? That's the last I had read. Also, at any rate, it's a very entertaining book. I have not read Armada yet. Uh, I heard I, it wasn't nearly as good. Great. Yeah, sorry, mm-hmm. Ernest Look, Klein. You, you can't win them all. No, you can't. No, but he's a great. He's a very smart guy, great writer, and I'm sure yeah, his very uh, happy I'm for. I'm sure him. he'll continue to make wonderful works. All right, we have to wrap up. Unfortunately, I said this was going to be a tight hour, and I think we're pretty close to it. Hour ten, maybe Whatever. that's yeah, that's pretty tight that, for us. Somewhere in that vicinity. Yeah, sure. Um, so we need, obviously, I think we need to more deeply explore my Yaddle theory i think we need to get yaddle cast i think we need to get deep 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 on yaddle and see what's going on with that situation i think you should we should solicit listeners where's yaddle did she die no it doesn't she doesn't say if she's dead yet i'm psyched on she was much younger than yoda yeah yeah just think what she was only about half his age think what kind of snoke she could become Look, if you're listening to this and you have a Yaddle theory, yeah, I send it to Josh. Yaddle. I want to hear somebody bust out a Yaddle Snoke theory. Is that too much to ask? And in fact, I would like for a listener, take a little bit of time if you want, if you have a good way to, if you have a good, some, you know, some good thinking on this, just write a fan theory about Yaddle becoming Snoke. Maybe even fan a fic. little fan fiction. Yeah. I won't stop you, but I will take 10% of any proceeds that are created <laughs> from that work. Because <laughs> that's the deal. That's the deal we make here on Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Anything you do that's even remotely based off of anything that is said on this, we own 10% of it. Yeah. Without question. <laughs> um, okay. Anyhow, uh, Michael, look, thank you for coming on. Oh, it's, it's always, it's, it's always you know, a unique and extreme pleasure when you join. The pleasure me. is all mine. It really is mostly yours, actually. Um, and, uh, and obviously, you'll have to come back, certainly when the next Star Wars movie is out. Yeah, hopefully before then. I have tons of crazy ideas for podcasts we should do. For example, really? I was thinking that we should uh, do a podcast where we watch Dark Man. I fucking love Dark Man. It's so great. Dark I watched Man's it about two movie. weeks ago. Uh, so good. Directed, Amazing. Directed by Sam Raimi. Also with Liam Neeson. Who Starring was in, uh, Liam Neeson. First one. film I ever saw Liam Neeson in. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's an incredible comic book film. It's unbelievable. I don't think it's based on a comic book, though, is it? Uh, I don't know. That's like an original piece. Let's just go to Wikipedia right now. I just want to see. I I may be mistaken, but I'm fairly certain that's like Dark Man. Yeah, no. Uh, It was co-written by Sam Raimi. So this is like, that's an original character. I'm reading Wikipedia too. Unable to secure the rights to either The Shadow or Batman, Raimi decided to create his own superhero. Very interesting. Very cool. And I also, I have to admit that I really do enjoy... uh, the movie of the shadow with Alec Baldwin. I just have to admit that it's a great film. Great film with a great by a great. Who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of you men. know the shadow was a radio play on the in the thirties. Yes, yes. At any rate, um, Dark Man. There's sequels. Dark Man Two: The Return of Durant. Yeah, and probably Dark, better that we don't talk about. Probably the sequels, better. Though. In Dark Man Three, Die Dark Man Die. <laughs> Because you just look at the box art for that film. So they even get, does it even have a fucking entry on Wikipedia? That doesn't have box art. Yeah, listen, if you're Googling movies on Wikipedia and there's no poster on the entry, that's a bad sign. It's definitely a sign that something has gone 
horribly, horribly wrong. wrong. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, anyhow, I'd love to do. Okay, what other what other podcast ideas you have for us? Um, well, see, uh, now you're all talk, but you don't really yeah, have the. Goods. I know. Well, we got to do a lot of them are centered around movies. We got to do a Zardoz podcast, I think. Of course, Zardoz is a great classic. Starring you know, oh, my, we, one of my favorite, my, do, one of my favorite uh, woman beating actors, Sean Connery. Yes, <laughs> a man who unapologetically hits women. Yeah, unapologetically. Yeah. Um, also, can't forget Life Force. Well, Life Force. I mean, have I talked about Life Force? Enough? I mean, you've mentioned it on on many occasions. You've seen it, right? Uh, yeah. No, not yet. What the fuck? I, this is what I'm saying. I've been waiting. Life Force is for the you. most incredible film. One of the most incredible films of all time. It is one of my favorite. Maybe in my top five. <laughs> Could be in my top three. One of my favorite films ever made. Um, it I've is, seen. It no, is, it I've is, seen the trailer. Right, the trailer is is fucking. Is directed by Toby Hooper, the director of uh, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It is written by. Uh, I'm blanking on his name right now, but it's written by the writer of Alien. Uh, Dan, I'm looking uh, Dan, at Dan, uh, Dan, Dan O'Bannon. O'Bannon. Dan O'Bannon, yeah. who also wrote. Hold on a second. Wait a second. Let me just look up Dan O'Bannon for a second. Dan O'Bannon's amazing for several reasons, um, but he's written many of my favorite films. Okay. Uh, Life Force is one of them. Obviously, he wrote Alien. Um, he wrote Return of the Living Dead, which is my one of my favorite all time favorite. He wrote Total. He was a co writer on Total Recall. Oh, the hits just keep on coming. Uh, he wrote. Um, he, first off, he worked on Star Wars. I didn't realize this, but he did effects on Star Wars hmm. in seventy seven. He also wrote Dark Star, which was the first John Carpenter film. Um, anyhow, also you're you're skipping over the most important part. Yeah. Patrick Stewart is in this movie. Oh, Patrick Stewart's in it, and he's incredible in it, but he's not even like we're close to being the main character, okay? Here's mm-hmm. the thing. Oh, Bannon is an amazing guy, the writer of this film. Okay, so wait a second. First off, Life Force is based on a, uh, based on a novel called The Space Vampires, okay? Amazing title. Listen, the fucking movie has everything. It has everything. It is the, one of the greatest works of art. It's one of the greatest works of art that has ever been uh, put into, into our world. And, um, and it's an incredible film. We should watch it together and talk about it. I would love to do that. I would, okay. I would love, what I'd like to do even more is like, uh, I'd like to do commentary on, I'd like to do a reissue of life force with commentary by me. Okay. <laughs> it has everything. It has everything. It's so good. Also not for nothing, but the entire film, in the entire film, there is a woman fully nude walking around and through the entire movie. But here's the thing I want to say. Oh, O'Bannon was a consultant on Chud. Not surprising at all. <laughs> Chud, cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellers. But here's what's really amazing. Um, if you ever read, there's an interview with Dan O'Bannon where he talks about the concept for Alien. Okay. And he talks about how the whole basic premise of Alien is that he wanted men to be like terrified of like, of like, both like being raped and pregnancy. It was like this whole idea of like, it was like reversing the concept of like rape and pregnancy. And that's like what the basis of like the alien. um, That's really disturbing. Right. And it, but it's also true. Like, like that's what happens in the, in the film to like the men in the film. Okay. Check this out. Dan O'Bannon had Crohn's disease, uh, which unfortunately led to his death, but he credited his experience with Crohn's for inspiring the chest bursting scene from alien. Yeah. Crohn's is a, it can be a very bad, very He dark. was hardcore. He, this dude was, look, Dan O'Bannon was, um, a genius, a genius. I mean, one of the greatest, I mean, unsung heroes of film. I mean, he just worked on such cool things. He directed Return of the Living Dead. I didn't realize that. 
Return mm. of the Living Dead is an amazing film. Have you ever seen it? No, I haven't seen Return of the Living Dead. It's fucking, it's dope. See, Josh, I think we could launch a whole separate side podcast if we had any spare time <laughs> where we could just watch oh. movies. It could be like a whole MST, MST3K thing, except, you know, sure, you but, and me. But post, but you see what you want, you've seen the movie, then you talk right. about it. Well, and we could do all movies that you've seen before, and I'll be watching for the first time. Well, there are other new, there are other movies that I have not seen that should that I should see. Or, yeah, we could always do it where one of us has seen the movie and the other hasn't. Well, we could, or we could just watch something new together. I think we're still. I think this we all sounds keep, great. We should chew on this. This is great. We got to wrap up. Unfortunately, I'm glad you took me down memory lane here on Dan O'Bannon because he's the <laughs> fucking best. And 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 uh, and uh, the 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 film life force is is like no other. It's like you got no that other. kids. It's like no other, and you must see it. And Get it's Life Force from your local I've video store. I've been preaching Life Force for a decade. Okay? You have. More if people than, haven't seen it by now, it's their own fault, they've, they've, myself they've included. Lost, uh, they've missed out on the great life I don't know experience. about you, listeners, but I'm going to remedy this stat. All right. I gotta, we got to wrap up here. Michael, okay. thank you for joining me again. It's always a distinct pleasure. And I really, thank you for uh, having really me. had a great time wrapping with you. Um, and uh, you'll have to come back. We'll, we'll do a Life Force or we'll do some other film-related uh, extravaganza. Joshua, I'm here whenever you need me, just like the Ford F-150. That's very upsetting. Uh, Ford is not a sponsor, but a great, great American car company. Uh, I guess I'll just wrap up now. That's our show. We'll, of course, be back next week with more tomorrow. And as always, I wish you and your family the very best, but I fear they've been impregnated with an alien that's about to burst violently out of their chest. <laughs>